With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Anthony Joshua joined Formula One this weekend. He was on the grid. He had a little chat with Martin Brandle. And I was really hoping they'd bring out Deontay Wilder. <laughs> or just Fury walked straight on. Yeah. Yeah, Dossa. We're out here on the F1 grid. Yeah, Dossa. And <laughs> <laughs> he just starts scrapping it out. Jets, welcome back once again to the podcast. Very nice, very nice. I'm starting to run out of ideas, mate. It's okay, today's not the race weekend one, so you can save all your energy for Thursday. No, I'm just running out of intros. Oh, really? But how many times can you intro the Pit Stop podcast in a different way and it make it exciting and thrilling? You can't. Well, there's a challenge for you. On Thursday, I want you to come back with something completely unique. I thought about writing a rap. Did you? I thought about Mexican it. Mexican style? Because we've got a big Mexican Grand Prix coming tough. up, haven't we? We do. Mm. And maybe some breaking news coming from Checo. Probably not. No, no. I don't, I don't believe there's going to be any breaking news coming from Checo. But happy Monday, everyone. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. The American Grand Prix is over. And boy, oh boy, do we have some juicy little bits to talk about. We had another sprint weekend. We did have another sprint weekend. What do you think of the sprint? Sprint was great. Sprint was great. Um... I'm still in the boat of that they need to do something different with it. I think mm. reverse grid it. I do love the thought of sprint weekends. I think it makes the race more exciting and more happening over the weekend at all of the tracks. But I think either make it separate and reverse grid or just do something a little bit different with it. That's well, actually, where I'm at. We missed the sprint because we hadn't seen our mates, our hometown friends. We hadn't seen them for the whole year, mm-hmm. literally the whole year. And this weekend was the only weekend they could come up. So we went back and we watched it afterwards. Which is quite nice, actually, to kind of not have to watch the highlights. They showed the whole thing on TV before the race. Yeah, no, absolutely perfect. Uh, our friends, which you spoke about in the last pod, the ones that we're not sure whether they're actually our friends or not, <laughs> yeah. they came up. We went out, went to Blue's Kitchen in Shoreditch, had a little bit of a dance, had some drinks. It was good to see them. It's interesting because they don't talk about Formula One once. It would be like it's not even on, is it? It doesn't even cross their no, radar. No, but they went on the sim, though. They did all go on the sim. And you know what? I, I had the settings on from like the medium traction and the gears on. Jake Smith just stepped on it without battering an eyelid. 
and just stomped a lap around Austria. So what we saying? Potentially Jake Smith could be... Potentially an F4 driver, maybe. Oh, breaking news! Breaking news, everybody! Logan Sargent has got his first Formula point. One points. Let's go! What a machine. That's double points for Williams. And I guess you could argue it's come because of a disqualification. But let's not make it sad. I mean, at least he got points in Austin. It's a shame he didn't get them when he finished. He had to post a picture on his flight afterwards. Did you see it? <laughs> yeah. But he's gassed, though. What a strange, strange race. Now, as we know, Leclerc and Hamilton have both been disqualified, which means the podium spot's completely changed, which is great. It means you've got Verstappen first, Norris second, and Sainz third. Straight into something I've seen from Tom Bellingham. Yeah, oh. I'm going to call out Tom Bellingham here, but he does make a good point. He says... Are you calling him out? You want to fight him? I would fight Tom Bellingham, but I'm not calling him out to fight him. <laughs> he says, the fact only four cars get checked and half of them were illegal makes you wonder what other cars would have failed this. Surely it can't just be bad luck or luck of the draw. He makes a good point. If only four cars are checked and two of them are, dis are disqualified, if they had checked the whole grid yesterday... I wonder how many cars would have been disqualified. Like, surely the other Mercedes probably would have been... I don't even know if they checked the other Mercedes or not. But. They don't even do it every race, mate. I mean, I was just reading here, right? So, uh, the, so the standard procedure is that they'll be scrutinized after the race, which I think is kind of funny. The fact that they'll celebrate their whole podium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it whisked away straight away. But not all 20 cars are checked. So, apparently, after the Japanese Grand Prix, no cars were checked. So, it, how, how does that work then? One car was looked at after the Qatar sprint, and then three cars were assessed in the immediate aftermath of the full-length Qatar feature Grand Prix. But yes, they're not always checked. Because also, these cars, we know how intricate Formula One is to the second. Are you telling me that, like, Total Wolf had no idea that they were using the wrong... What's it even called? Plane? What's the plank underneath, plank. sorry, I'm eating a beautiful plate of pasta. But you're telling me they weren't aware they were using the wrong plank for then Hamilton to go out on the podium after and go, oh, great work to everyone back at the factory, well done team. Well, Even he must have known. <laughs> I think what it is is that they, the plank's the same. I think they lower the car more okay. to make it quicker, but then the plank obviously scrapes along the ground more. But you're only allowed to lower it so much. Yeah. So there's only, a, there's only supposed to be like a 10 millimetre wear okay. so one centimeter of wear on the plank underneath because it has it's a wooden plank but it has pieces of metal inside it so if you can see those so you can smell the metal apparently if a car pulls in after a race you can smell the metal in the pit lane it's a bit suspicious and you need to check it out oh really yeah so well damon hill says we need to think of a new word for it because plank doesn't sound anywhere near as professional enough for formula one and i'm with damon hill mm. so what should we reword that bit of wood that goes under it. I feel like it needs something new. Um, I mean, plank is kind of boring. It hmm. is kind of boring. Maybe we'll have to think Surfboard? Maybe each car can have a little surfboard under mm. it. I don't know. Maybe we'll think about that and come we'll back come to back it. come back next, next episode. But we'll definitely rename it. But yeah, for a bit, I did think Lando Norris was going to get his first ever Formula One win. Mm. And then it just went away with race pace. He went a bit hard in the beginning, didn't he? Well, he had no choice. He had no choice but to get as far away from Max as possible with different strategies. But that that done his tyres in. See, 
a, a point, I thought he might be going for a one-stop. He was. The, he was trying for a one-stop. But annoyingly, he didn't have another pair of mediums. So he swapped back onto the hards, which is where Hamilton was really quick at the end. Like, hands down, great race, race from Hamilton. That is exciting for Mercedes. Wait, a couple more laps. Absolutely flying. Yeah, two, two or three more. Two more laps, I reckon. And, and that was just it. hards versus the mediums. Max was on the hard. I mean, you have to give credit where credit's due. Quite clearly, a lot of the cars were better at the front, and Max was still able to come from fifth, put in a pretty perfect race, and get away with the win. So, credit where credit's due, Max Verstappen. For a start, Charles Leclerc started on pole. The Ferraris just didn't have it this weekend. They just didn't really have the pace, to be honest. They were getting overtaken left, right, and centre. Norris shot off the line mm-hmm. he must have some natural ability with clutch control because he shot <laughs> like Freddie like Hunt because he I shot, shot, shot off, off the line, line. <laughs> I shot off I'm <laughs> either way yeah he, he smashed it and um, took the lead of the race but I was n- like I think everyone was expecting Max to just be like pew, 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 start yeah. chipping away but no nah, he um, he's definitely become more of a patient driver he's changing a lot as a driver isn't he you can see it <laughs> in the rare occasion that he doesn't start first he will take his time because for some, it's, I think it's the way the Red Bull's designed, the wear on the tires. But do you know it's how much? No do you know it's how much they show his radios of him swearing? Yeah, they show Max swearing like every radio, and I guarantee that every other driver is also swearing on their radio. For but sure. they just won't show it because the teams will get the choice of what gets aired on TV, and TV will get the choice of obviously what they want to air. So. The British TV is obviously airing Max swearing all the time and then always airing Hamilton doing something or saying something nice. It's, could never it's so have, back to front. You could never have a national treasure like George Russell swearing, you know. Yeah, the, but he does. British we know he does when he crashed, it. when he hit the wall, when he was chasing Norris down. Mm. He, he, he crashed then. So we, we know it happens, and but I don't like the way they always air Max swearing. Like, it's clear he was having a problem with his brakes or whatever. But the reason I say that is I because, it. It, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, but if you're going to do it, do it with everyone because it comes down to after the race. That's why he gets booed. Like, when you he have. He did get booed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he did get booed, and they're all chanting Checo, weren't they? Yeah, and that's because it's that side of the world. Like, don't get me wrong, in Mexico, Verstappen is probably going to be like the biggest villain, which oh, yeah. is crazy considering they're both at Red Bull. Yeah. And they were down south, they were in like the southern part of America, like, so. The southern part of North America, which is closer to Mexico. So there's probably, apparently there's a lot of Mexican fans there wearing yeah. sombreros. Well, they were chanting Checo when Max was on the podium. I, like, I honestly like it, mate. I like all that stuff. You know, like hearing Lewis, like Lewis was saying after he got disqualified, he was like, well, you know, it doesn't take away from the race or anything like that. We learned a lot this race. And I think, fuck that. I want, I want someone to go in that pen and rip the house down. Mm. And throw the toys out of the pram and say, this is bullshit and stop boxing all the mics and everything Yeah, else. to be fair, I've just drove for two hours, risked my life out there, and you give me a car that's pissed. not even... Yeah, I'd be pissed as well. I want to see Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolff just having it out in the room. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to happen. No. I, de- I but Toto I don't... would spank him as well. I'm a, I'm a fan of the swearing from the drivers and showing the realness on TV and that, but I'm, I don't think the booing is very necessary. I mean, the geezer's a three-time world champion. He's just won his 50th Grand Prix. He's young. He's younger than us. And he's risking his life week in, week out to get on a podium and be booed. I think that's quite... Does it, Max Verstappen really deserve to be booed? Mate, he's just very definitely good. Definitely not. To digress from the race slightly, before the race, we were watching... Um, 
sim clips of Max on the sim. Yes. And then I was watching him and Lando. I yeah. don't know what. I think they're playing eye racing or something like that around Spa. And obviously Max was ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming they were in equal cars. And Lando was keeping with him the whole time. But there was no chance. There was never a, a point in this where Lando was nearly overtaking him. So that I think... I think even someone like Lando knows that Max, he just has that like extra like 2% above the rest of the grid. Yeah, he definitely Do you know what does. I mean? he, def- he definitely puts it in as well, though. He's, he's, he's probably working harder than the rest of the grid. And Max was saying when he... Because sim racing is different to like real life racing. Very. He's a three-time world champion in real life. But when it comes to sim racing, it's different. And you have these like... These little gremlins who are like amazing on the sim. Not gremlins, they're obviously amazing. They're like they win tournaments and stuff, but they they're just um, Gremlins. And they're just amazing. What well they sit in their mum's basement every like for like ten years it's straight. It's not the same as amazing. being an F1 driver. Cracked. Yeah. And Max was saying how it's hard for him to beat them. It takes him, you know, longer than it would do in real life to get on their level. He didn't say he loses. No, but they can. They, if you're practicing the same track at home over and over again, that's why some races, some sim races, would be unbelievable. Like if we got a sim racer to come in on fastest lap, mm. they'd probably knock off like a second or two. Do and you really no think one would someone ever get, get down close. to the 104s? Yeah, I reckon so. If Pietro Fittipaldi can come sit on our sim and he's never used this setup before and go top like that, I reckon someone who does this for like a who lives and breathes playing the F1 game on the Xbox would come and absolutely slash that but then pietro does always go in the sim but then it would be like a proper sim but well exactly, no, the has sim is probably like he a fucking does play, pietro does Bronco, play the f1 game <laughs> he does play the, <laughs> does, <laughs> the has sim is the f is the ferrari sim remember the has sim is one of those bikes you get off fucking facebook marketplace for 20 quid <laughs> the has sim is a ferrari sim <laughs> oh is it oh yeah. of course it oh, it'd be ledge then he'd be ledge yeah my bad fernando alonso had a good race he didn't have the upgrades lance stroll did but sadly alonso did actually dnf at the end for a while he looked like he was flying straight through he was really picking up places considering he went back to the old car piastri sadly, yeah yeah very fucking sad for Piastri. Collision with Ocon. Yeah, right at the beginning. Ocon went out earlier. Piastri tried to nurse it, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, I saw him slowing. And it yeah. was just one of those... It's a shame, because he's so good. And I feel like he had a, he's had a couple of run-ins with Carlos Sainz this year. Which I don't think they were really Oscar's fault. No, I don't know Spa who's... was his fault. Like, well, we went over this. Oscar didn't leave the room. We, I licked that guy's ass every single week and say he's the best driver. But Spa, I disagree, he didn't mate. leave the gap. I disagree. You can't just go up the inside like that. You, That's like me on the game, race. mate. Yeah. yeah, but I, I drive like Oscar Piastri. So that's why I went for it. <laughs> Maybe you should change your name. But I don't think it was his fault with Ocon. But I do find it interesting how McLaren give Lando the upgrades every week first. Whenever McLaren have a new upgrade package, it's like, right, Lando can have it and the next race Oscar can have it as well. I think that will change next year. What, By the way, how good was it to time? see Mark fucking Webber on the pre-race grid yeah, walk? It was, he actually does speak like Mark Webber. So it actually justifies why we say Mark Webber. It was good to see Mark Webber. He's killing it, mate. What a great, what a great addition to have as your talent if you're a manager. It's nice to um to just like have the grid walk broken up a little bit with like some just normal. To be fair, the grid walk is kind of normal chat, but like you expect someone like Mark. You hear the same stuff over and over again. Whenever someone like whenever someone's being interviewed, they're so boring. And like it's the same kind of like media train stuff, but Mark just came out of the guns, 
came out the gate, sorry, guns blazing. He was, and the way he was talking, it was like a breath of fresh air to hear someone talk like that on the F1. Mm. It was very casual. Yeah, I'd like to have more from Mark, I think. We'd love I think it pod. would help Oscar's story as well, because Oscar's not like the most out there person. I think every time you hear from Oscar on TV, it's always going to be pretty, yeah, good race today. I think we've got good race pace. He's going to be pretty media, isn't he? Like, that's why I liked it when he was in the cool down room. And for like five mm. seconds, you saw him smiling and like laughing and joking because I just don't feel like you'll see that on camera. So I think Mark will really help Oscar there. I honestly think like they've got to be so careful of what their drivers say, but surely the sport would benefit from their drivers just being a bit more real. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, it's it's the back of the sponsors. Like, what makes the sport happen is the hundreds of millions of pounds of sponsors and all the fans and everything that comes together. All it takes is one person to say one thing wrong, controversial. And as we've seen, it causes an absolute shitstorm. Stocks and shares just plummet at yeah. that Telmex because Checo has just got his ass out on camera. <laughs> they're, they're probably scared in case they do say something wrong, mate. Yeah, maybe. I'm probably scared to let the emotion out. It's a bit sad, really. Popping back to Alonso, mate, he started from the pits. Yep. Okay. Both Aston Martin and both half drivers did. This is why this guy is such a king, and this is why I back the fact that he should be at Red Bull. Okay. Because he started in the pits. He got up to P11 by lap 15, mate. Absolute beast. And he was running the old car. Mm. So Lance had the new one. Yep. And then, unfortunately, he retired. <laughs> is, that, is that it? What, about Alonso? Yeah. Got any more stats and facts? Well, well, it was a suspension failure, if that's what you want. Yeah, that's what I was after. I wonder what happened. Yeah, something wrong with his suspension, so he dropped down to a Bloody hell, Mikey Brown. And then he retired. And then uh, but Stroll got ninth and then got promoted to eighth. Is that right? Or seventh? Uh, seventh, mate. Six points. For the first time, I think that probably is. Stroll's got more points than Alonso. Well, Alonso time. got none. I'm just actually looking at the race results here and... I don't want to talk about it, but I feel like we have to. So that means the official last place in the race was Daniel Ricciardo. 
slapped. Now that's a fucking tough pill to swallow, eh? That's a problem, mate. We coming back. For, was it first race back? I don't feel like you can just brush that under the carpet, mate. That's not good. What would Liam Lawson have done? Yuki Sonoda, eighth. No. Five points. So how does... Well, he yeah. got eighth. Yuki Sonoda came eighth, I mate. thought he finished tenth and then got promoted one. Eighth. Oh, no, promoted two. Yeah, five points. Oh. Yeah, big. Very, That's very big. for Yuki. But uh, yeah, and fastest lap. Yeah, see, I love that. I absolutely love that he did that. Because he, when he did that... He was only up one point, didn't he? Because he was 10th and he did it and doubled his tally. I was surprised you could, could get stuff fastest lap, but no one went out on softs, did they? So it was easy for him. But how do they, what do they now take from that? I mean, I know it's his first race back. His hands might not be fully healed yet, but they, you've got to remember, they took Liam Lawson out, who was doing very well. The thing is, this is like Ricardo's race almost. Apart from Australia, obviously. Like, I swear Austin is like his, his gaff, his land. This okay. is like his second home. I heard someone say it on TV. It's like his second home. He should have done well here. I like Daniel Ricciardo. I like what he does for the sport. But do you not think it's just like a massive facade around Daniel Ricciardo where he's like so amazing and such a popular person that he can't do any wrong? Like realistically, do you actually think he should be in the car? Liam Lawson was doing so much better. I think it's harsh to even have took this away from Liam Lawson. I think it's, I don't want to speak too soon, but it, we could be nearing the time where Daniel Ricciardo starts stepping into like the movie world, you know, maybe become an actor or, you know, mm. play Ross in like a Friends revival or something like that. Formula One driver to play him Ross you know? in Friends. <laughs> That's what I think you should be doing next. He's a lovable guy. Like you can't dislike Ricciardo. Let's see how he does in the next couple of races. But, mm, yeah, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, until the end of the year, you can't really make a judgment. I guess I'm just a little bit salty because I did quite like Lawson. I, I loved the thought of someone being given the opportunity, stepping in and being like, fuck yeah, I'm here. And not only like do we like him because he was doing well and he seems like a nice guy, everyone that we spoke to in Qatar, they, oh, didn't, yeah. they didn't just say like, oh, Liam's a great guy. They sung his praise, man. They yeah. were like, Liam Lawson is an absolute babe. Yeah, and that's coming from people working within AlphaTauri at the team. They all loved Liam Lawson. Mm. So we know that the dynamic wouldn't have been easy to... They must have said to Liam, look, we're going to do everything we can to get you in that seat next year. And they'll have some form of underlying deal. Like, Liam will be watching these races thinking, if Daniel doesn't do this, then who knows? But I, you know, it, the pressure's on Daniel now because Liam's shown what he's done. Mm. He's had the seat taken away and that seat will come back if Daniel doesn't perform 100%. I do want to shed a little bit of light. Go on, shed it, shine it. Over the, uh, the driver's standings, right? Because, and I've spoken about this a few times this year, but... It's very easy to get carried away with Max is winning. There's no point watching the race. But there is a big fight going on still, like in this middle pack, right? So Lance Stroll is 11th. He's three points behind Pierre Gasly. Okay, so that's obviously subject, subject to change. George Russell is only eight points behind Charles Leclerc. Mm -hmm. That's the battle for seventh. But then Charles Leclerc is only eight points behind Lando Norris. And Lando Norris is only 12 points behind Carlos Sainz. And then Carlos Sainz is only 12, 12 points, points behind Fernando Alonso. Alonso. Yeah. So between fourth and eighth, there is like... 40 points. A big, a big fight going on, mate. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of room there for this to completely change. I mean, Lando's flown up there, hasn't he? 
like recently with the results. Pat podium, podium. Just and seeing him on the podium is mint. There's even still a chance for Ferrari to, to take back second place off Mercedes in the constructors. Well, Mercedes are bringing big upgrades now. Yeah, they're going to get a new surfboard, apparently. They're going to have to do something, mate, because they ruined it in that last race, didn't they? Well, it's a shame because they were actually really quick. But if you're going to get, if you're going to be cheating, <laughs> then that's what happens, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, it is cut, it is cheating, isn't it? If you get disqualified, it is cheating. Yeah. So Lewis Hamilton's a cheater. Well, no Red Bull there, was there? No. <laughs> you actually. have to say it. Yeah. No, no, there wasn't. Imagine, imagine roles reverse. That was Max. The internet would explode. But do you Max is a cheat. He's been doing this all year. They should check his car Do you reckon every this week? could have been Red Bull pushing like the FIA or whoever it is to say, look, Lewis Hamilton was really catching us at the end there. Something's like, wrong with his Norris car. Norris wasn't too far behind. Check their cars. I don't know because it's completely randomised, no? Yeah, I know. But I mean, if it's completely random and there's some bloke who just decides, I'm sure like chucking him 20 grand from Red Bull. Oh, mate, just go check their car. <laughs> well, we go. saw them. We saw the drivers calling everyone out for track limits as they were driving. So we know that they we know that <laughs> someone could have radioed in and gone. That car looks low. Mm. But, you know, they're staring at the back of that car the whole time. We know how much detail these drivers see and feel yeah so maybe maybe they did say who knows one big thing that we haven't mentioned is that it's 50 wins for max verstappen yeah 50 wins i did mention that but yeah we'll clap it 50 wins for max verstappen 100 races for lando norris and 100 races for george russell which means the only thing to do is to pull both their stats up side by side and come to a conclusion of at this moment in time who is the better F1 driver, Lando Norris or George Russell? How long has Lando been at McLaren for? Well, this is where we're going to go. You've got to remember, Russell was at Williams for a while and struggled. Lando yeah. was at McLaren his whole career, though. No? Exactly. So, 100 races each, one win for Russell, none for Lando. Two poles for Russell. Lando could have had the win and fucked it. When? Oh, yeah, when, when it rained. Yeah, what was that? A while Russia, ago, though, wasn't it? it? That would have been Hungry. like a, that would have been one of them wins that's like a spectacular win, but it wasn't like a, I don't know, it's hard to you say, can see but it wasn't why like he, a he race win. So annoyed that he hasn't won yet because he was so close. Yeah, that, that does suck. But yeah, one pole for Lando, five, five fastest laps for Lando, six fastest laps for George. Now here we go, podiums. George Russell has had 10. Lando Norris has had 12. Oh. Lando has had 75 points finishes. George Russell has had 39. Now, George was in a Williams for a long time. And take what you want from them stats. But Fabio Bocker, if you had to pick one of them drivers to join you in the Ferrari, which driver would you pick? Um, oh, that's a good question. I mean, only because we kind of know Lando, I would pick him. Because I don't know George, but I also would probably pick Lando because I don't. F <laughs> I feel like George could get maybe get like a bit whiny, you know. If you start doing better than him, I think he maybe he'd be like, "Oh come on, oh come on, something's not right." Whereas <laughs> maybe Lando wouldn't be so much like that. I don't really know. Um, George has proven that he has tried to be a little bit ballsy in the past, and it hasn't always paid off. Whereas I feel like Lando is maybe slightly more calculated. Do you? 
I don't know whether I would... I think what makes Lando a great driver is he's calculated, but he's got that little max element of, like, he'd make the mm. lunge or do this or do that or... Well, he took a late lunge he, on we, Lewis. Yeah, and he puts a fight in. You've seen what Lando does. I think that's Russell's where he loses it. I think that's what Russell needs. I think Russell is so clean. No, like, we've seen, we have seen Russell do it a bit too. No, but he had to do it in that race the other, other, other week. I just think Lando pulls it off more. Yeah. I think Lando can, can be a bit more courageous and pull it off, whereas George just goes straight into a wall at... No. <laughs> that's harsh that's Singapore. really harsh well, it's true though he hasn't done it much well he did it maybe two or three races ago well should we look at their retirements how many retirements they've had sure George Russell has had 15 in his career Lando Norris has had 9 so your statistics are correct Lando Norris does retire less I guess it also depends on what the retirement was caused by yeah could be anything um, couldn't it? crashing or whether the car failed but yeah no very interesting stats thanks for that yeah there's your 100 race starts for them who do you think will have the longer career or do you think they'll both be there for a really long time what's the age gap i think you would assume george is older right but is he i'd assume they're probably about the same age but either way yeah it doesn't even really matter on age anymore like, i just... don't know because there's so much more you can do outside of f1 now and they both you know, George has definitely got something about him which he could go on to, like, you know, do a catwalk for Balenciaga or something like that, you know, <laughs> in, like, 10 years' time, Paris Fashion Week. I Lando's, think he probably already does Paris Fashion Week. <laughs> he probably does already, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe he could become a polo player or some shit. I could see him doing polo. I think he already is one of the faces of, like, Ralph Renny. Or is it Tommy Hilfiger? <laughs> I don't know, he's, he's the face of something, that's for sure. Uh, I think George probably has the longer career because I think Lando... Uh, we'll just find other more interesting stuff to do eventually when he get, gets bored of F1. I, could, I, want, I want to see Lando in something like NASCAR. I don't know. I, I want to see Lando in something that's full of personality because we know he's got a load of personality. But mm. he, I feel like F1 is such a clean sport. Who knows? Who knows? Anthony Joshua joined Formula One this weekend. He was on the grid. He had a little chat with Martin Brundle. And then he gave a nice radio message to Peter Gasly saying, good luck. Which Gasly replied, let's go champ. I thought that was quite a strange crossover. Fab said it was very American. I Such mean, an American thing to do. But I, I, I kind of read it, it in a way. I mean, it's cool to see them getting involved, but... I couldn't help but feel like that was scripted, like they'd said to Gasly before, like, Joshua's going to radio in. I want you to reply, <laughs> let's go, champ. But- I, was, I was just really hoping that they brought out, because um, there was like that really awkward moment when uh, Brundle was waiting to talk to Joshua. He waited for ages. Waited for ages. And I was really hoping they'd bring out Deontay Wilder. <laughs> or just Fury walk straight on. Yeah, yeah, Dossa. We're out here on the F1 grid. Yeah, Dossa. <laughs> it just starts scrapping it out. Breaking news. Oh, breaking news. A very special friend of Pit Stop will be racing in an F1 car in FP1 in Mexico. So we need to remind everyone to make sure they're watching FP1. Ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Behrman will be driving the Haas, which is absolutely incredible. I actually saw him in Qatar. Now. This is true, but I haven't even told you this. I saw Oli Berman in Qatar in a Haas jumper. Yes. I saw him all kitted up. Excuse me? I saw Oli Berman in his Haas gear. And I know he's driving for the FP1. I know it's like Ferrari's, you know, junior kind of team. Why isn't he doing it for Ferrari? And why isn't Petro, Pietro, sorry, in the Haas? Not 100% sure. 
not 100% sure because also uh, we figured out recently that Robert Schwartzman has now joined IndyCar. No, sorry, Formula E. Formula E. So we're going to have to do a bit more digging into that because it seems like there's loads of... I tell you what, when we've only had five or six guests on the show, it was easy to track what everyone was doing. But now we've had so many that it's like kind of hard to track what everyone's doing yeah it was good to catch up with drago in qatar yep talk about what he wants to be doing i mean obviously he wants to be on that grid so i mean has he been out in the aston martin uh, uh this, year? this season i'm not even sure i don't know if he has he will be though every team has to put people out yeah i think a lot of them do it at abu dhabi yeah they just do it when there's a gap i mean everyone would want to go out with vegas that's cool about berman though but it would pain me um, it would pain me for him to get a chance at racing an F1 and it's in a house. Like his rookie year's in a house. Why? I think I'd be a little bit sad, to be honest. I think I'd, he'd I'd, jump at it. I'd want him to be like in a Piastri situation where he gets in like at least half a competitive car. Personally, that's what I'd like to He's see. He's definitely Berman. not ready for F1 yet anyway. He needs no. at least another year in F2. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's one of them where you're almost better off not winning F2. I F2? Because if you get top three, you get enough super, super license points for F1. So you're better off kind of not winning it. F2 have just announced breaking news that a lad named Andrea Kimi Antonelli will yep. be racing for the Prema team next season. Let's go. So, Prema, who's at Prema currently? Behrman and... Vesti. Yep. So, Vesti, what's happening with him? I'm not 100% sure, because is it, is it definitely Vesti leaving then? I don't know. Well, Berman will be staying, won't he? Surely. I guess so, yeah. Unless, though, Berman has been pulled out of F2, and that's why he was in Haaske, and Bro. he is going as Haas Reserve. Imagine that. But sure, no, because he hasn't got enough super license points, because no, he, he didn't finish be. in the... Yeah, he the, won't have it, will he? But could he have enough super license points if he does the test? change, Ollie Berman to... Wet. He showed unbelievable pace, but there's no way he was ready. Like, there was just a few too many mistakes, like a little bit. Like, I love the boy. I'd love him to get into F1. I just want it to be at the right time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that's one thing we've seen with Dragovic. When he came on that show, Christmas special, we were quite new to this. And we were like, holy shit, he's Simon Vaston Martin. He's going to be an F1 driver. Here we are, but it's a bit of time down the line. And we've, it's become a lot more apparent to us that like, it doesn't just work like that. I kind of, this is me probably just being a little bit weird, but I was always under the impression that like Prema is some sort of relationship with Ferrari because they're like an Italian team, they're mm. red, you know. But this lad, this Andrea Kimi Antonelli, who is an Italian racing driver, by the way, which is great that he's in the Prema. Mm-hmm. He's gr- very popular as well. And great that we'll have an Italian racing driver potentially going into F1 at some point because we haven't got one at the minute as far as, I, as I'm aware. Um, he's 17 years old. Very man. young. And, this is the bit which got me, he's a Mercedes junior driver. Mercedes junior driver, but gone to Prema. Gone to Prema. Yeah, I think they can kind of make deals with all sorts of people, because there's a few people that were driving at Prema before that were at different academies. 17 years old, bro. So young. Yeah, but saying that, Jessica Edgar, who won the F1 Academy race yesterday, race three, how young did she look? I know, she looks so young, but do we actually know how old she is? I think maybe 16, 17. No. Google it. But that, that is amazing for young girls all over the world to watch that because I couldn't born, believe she looked so young. Born in 2005. Wow. She's 10 years younger than me, so yeah, she's like 17 years old. That is crazy. 
that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really young, and you can see that it's a it's a completely different category. But it is amazing that that's going to be joining the F1 calendar. Yeah, congrats to Marta Garcia for winning the the first ever person to win an F1 Academy championship. We'll have to wait and see what happens now, then, because does that mean she's going to go into F3? That's what they said the pathway was. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So let's see. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, Mexico next weekend. We'll be back on Thursday with our pre-race predictions. This is your favourite circuit, the, the track that you know, know most about. I know Mexico. If I shut my eyes, I can walk round it in my so head. So your prediction should be bang on. I'm feeling pretty confident with Mexico, feeling like I know what I'm on about with Mexico. Maybe while, uh, while we're away between pods, you and me get on the sim. We do a few laps around Mexico. We'll set some times and then we'll compare it to what the lads are doing out on track. Okay. And we'll have as many laps as we want and keep restarting every time it goes wrong until we get it faster. Yeah. Sounds absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. Hope everyone has a fantastic week. Make the most of it. Got any words of motivation for everyone? (laughs) Fuck, you always stick it on me when (laughs) I'm not. You're good at motivating people. Sometimes I've got to look in the mirror and prep quickly. Um, Look, my motivation today is that just don't don't cheat in life don't try and cheat <laughs> in life because you will get found out and it won't go your way we've just seen it with lewis hamilton we've just seen it with charles leclerc you can't cheat your way to success be organic believe in everything that you do do everything by the book and then you'll be proud of yourself when you get to your goal and you know that you hadn't cheated your way there and you can look yourself in the mirror and say, i done this all on my own. I didn't cheat. I didn't get any help from anyone else. Stepping <laughs> stones. It's not, about, it's not about how quickly you get to the destination. It's about how you get to the destination, you know, with courage and with determination. There's nothing wrong with cutting a little corner, though. Nah, not in my book, mate. No? Not in my book, nah. What well, if rather... you stay within the track limits? Yeah, but if you still fucked your underfloor, well, that's you know, it. If your surfboard's all wrecked, you're still cheating. Yeah, you can't wreck the surfboard, can you? Just be genuine, guys. You know, tell people you love them. If you do, um, if you don't, don't tell them you love them. And just be real. Yeah. All right, that was really special. No worries. Brought a tear to my eye. Page three one nine, chapter six. Brilliant, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Pissed Up Podcast. Rate it five stars. Hit the like button and the follow button, and we'll be back on. Thursday. See you then. Have a great week. Hopefully a special week for Lando Norris. Let's get the crystal ball out and you shall find out soon.